0: It is time now for Green Visions, a KUMD production to encourage green thinking and green actions. Green Visions is made possible by the Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower-carbon energy future. Joining us this morning is Dr. Don Wise. He leads the U of M Forever Green Initiative. This is an interesting uh, topic, because when we think about innovations in farming, farm crops, large-scale farming, we generally think about things that are a little, to, to some folks, they're a little bit scary, but this looks a little bit encouraging. <laughs> Dr. Wise, good morning, and thanks so much for being our guest this morning.
1: Yeah, uh, good morning, and thank you uh, having me on.
0: So what is Kernza? It's, it's spelled, if you're a word person, you want to know how it's spelled, K-E-R-N-Z-A. And how can it help reduce the environmental impact of agriculture that we're thinking about and talking about more and more?
1: Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, Kernza is um, a trade name for the first perennial grain in the world. It's the first Perennial grain. The world. All other grains are annuals. We are domesticating uh, intermediate wheatgrass as a perennial grain. Why are we doing that? Uh, We are trying to get more perennial crops on the landscape to protect the soil and the water resources uh, in the upper mid uh, in the upper Midwest. Basically, uh, now we're as. Most of you all know, producing corn and soybeans on millions and millions of acres. Uh, They are uh, short-season summer crops that leave the land brown in the fall and uh, brown in the spring. So we're trying to bring a new set of crops through the Forever Green Initiative uh, uh, as new options for uh, farmers uh, to produce on the landscape that are highly productive Economically viable, but also produce those uh, those ecosystem uh, uh, services.
0: Just remind folks a little bit, uh, in case it's been a while since their college botany courses, how uh, having uh, crops on land all year round protects earth and soil.
1: Well, uh, again, if if uh, if as you travel across the uh, the the Midwest and just think about what's on the landscape. The landscape is pretty brown up until about June 15th as corn and soybeans then just start to cover the landscape and basically are dead by about right now. So they're only on the landscape. The roots are only active on the landscape for about three months. Uh, Now think about in comparison to a woodland area, or the old classical uh, tall grass prairie. Uh, That's a huge change in just 200 years, right, from a a perennial landscape to one that is now uh, having uh, uh, summer annuals on it for only about three months. The system is not efficient, and it's very leaky, and it's leaky in the context of water moving through the system as well as nitrate and nitrogen that is water-soluble that can move into groundwater and surface water and have a major impact on um, uh, the Gulf of Mexico, for example, or in um, uh, rural uh, water supply as it is, is mobile and has that type of impact on, on water across um, the, uh, uh, the region. So we're, again, trying to fill that brown period. And we're doing it. Turns is just one of the 16 crops that are under under development. The other set of crops are winter annuals that fit into the corn and soybean rotation. Grow in the fall, grow in the spring, and then you can plant the soybeans and corn after them. After you harvest those those crops, again another model for continuous living cover. So there's two models. One like turns for finding a perennial that stays on the landscape for a number of years with continuous living cover, and then using winter annuals in in conjunction with summer annuals also then to give you a continuous living cover.
0: One of the things that... has had, a, a you know, these these acres and acres, the millions of acres you mentioned of corn and soybeans have had a, 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 a troubling effect on birds and wildlife because of habitat loss. Uh, has there been any investigation about how perhaps Kernza could fit into that piece, perhaps ameliorate those losses a little bit?
1: Yeah, we're right in the middle of studies now looking at uh, how to harvest uh, Kernza, uh, uh, what uh, level of stubble should be left um, after harvest in in August. Uh, Fisheries and wildlife folks, um, uh, pheasants forever, forever, and others are very interested in uh, looking at Kernza uh, as a uh, wildlife protection area. So something that is in agriculture production, but also provides a uh, a very nice new nesting area for, uh, for waterfowl.
0: That does sound like a win-win. Another thing that I've read about a little bit, um, my family farms corn and soybeans in the western part of the state, so I've I've tried to read up a little bit and and kind of get educated a little, are the problems of having these monocultures, these huge, as you mentioned again, the, the millions of acres of corn and soybeans, these monocultures, are you concerned that Kernza could become another troubling monoculture, and are there other um, perennial seeds under development?
1: Yes, we have 16 new crops, so um, that's one thing I would just put right up front. Uh, we, we, are, we are about diversity. So as you well know, when a new crop uh, is being developed, it gets a lot of visibility, but, uh, but that's not the philosophy of this program. This program is designed to bring along the next generation of crops, not crop. So we're very interested in uh, developing a wide range of new crops uh, to incorporate into uh, the agriculture systems of the, of the upper uh, Midwest. And we are actually trying to diversify the systems in which each of these crops grow. So, for example, with Ternza, uh we are we have a lot of uh, investigation underway as to how you might be able to work legumes into the mixture as you're growing uh, uh, this uh, this perennial grain. So, is it possible to work in clovers, uh, alfalfa, even uh, to, to that would be able to fix the nitrogen and supply the nitrogen that's required for for So we're very actively looking at how to develop polycultures with these new crops that provide a wide range of ecosystem services from uh, uh, servicing pollinators all the way through to protecting the soil and advancing uh, soil, soil health.
0: Well it sounds really exciting and I hope that we're able to stay in touch and you can keep us up to date as uh, as the studies continue and as the uh the new crops as you mentioned plural uh, begin to come to market. Thank you so much Dr. Wise for taking some time for us this morning.
1: Well, i uh, very happy to, to stay in touch and uh and uh Keep you up to date on the story.
0: Good. Thank you so very much. Dr. Don Wise joined us this morning, our guest on Green Visions. He is the head of the U of M Forever Green Initiative. Green Visions on KUMD is made possible with support from Heritage Window and Door, the Duluth Superior supplier for Renewal by Anderson Windows and Doors, and from Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower-carbon energy future.